In this episode, we talk to Jay Hack, who many people think is a pseudonym for a hacker, but it's actually not a pseudonym. That's his real name. He got famous on Twitter recently as a self-described AI thread boy. You can find the link to his Twitter in the show notes, so give him a follow to learn more about AI. We were meeting up at uh, the Southern Pacific Brewery at an AI and Infra meetup hosted by Brittany Walker from Charles River Ventures, so also give her a follow. She's in the show notes too. In the first segment, we discuss how co-generation has product market fit, and we hear Jay's thoughts on how incumbents versus startup challengers should position to go after this. Talking about code Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's really interesting. It's one of the areas that definitely has product market fit at this point, both in terms of dollars, fame, terms of adoption for developers. No question, what's this the right way to go? I think everybody is looking forward to facing the realize with the software engineer will be largely automated, or at least significant portions on them will be automated. And even like two years, so to down for five to 10 years, software engineering will be a completely different game, right? Right, so there's this question of wondering that what is the initial wedge you should build with in order to best capitalize on that as a startup and as an incumbent? For incumbents, it's very obvious. Chat GPT for VS Code is going to be a thing. Certainly, as you can see at this point, yeah, it's amazing, right? You just like plug in, yeah, I want to regex if this whatever, and it'll do a free fork. With GPT-4, it's, I mean, really, really impressive. You can say, write me a program that takes the top 10 posts from Reddit every day, and that runs them from ChatGPT to figure out what the names are there. Is. In this next segment, we hear from JHack on few-shot learning versus zero-shot learning. So this is what deeply about machine learning. It's like, oh, I take all my examples, and I feed them in, and it's like learning some mapping from inputs out, but I have thousands of rows in the CSV, and I get a model, and then I can do predictions on it, right? Yeah. Now, one of the most vanishing for explorers and the first place is that they don't require this. So you do a ton of pre-shaping, and then they have what's called few-shot learning, you go just three examples of the task that I learned how to know. And so I just say, you know, I just give it an English sentence, a German sentence. English, German. Now that I give an English sentence, and I give me a German sentence. Oh, fucking basic sentence. It automatically locks into it, right? It figures out what you want. Exactly. Fine. And then there's zero shot. There's just don't need to do any training data for your task. And just tell it when you want it to do it. I only did it for you. Wow. So I did zero shots, and I figured out how to actually perform the task, right? And GPT-4 is a zero-shot learner. FedEx is name. FedEx takes a couple of minutes. Why is it able to do that? Is there some basis for how it frames or parameters or data stem? What would enable that? So this is the trillion-dollar question in AI. It's if you could figure out why it's happening with these things, that you can certainly amplify that to make it smarter. I said there's a lot of really good ideas around why that's the case. None of them are, you know, got the Nobel Prize yet. In this next segment, you can hear from Darcy Kulikin. Darcy was formerly a partner at A16Z, and we discussed social audio broadly and some new product ideas we think are interesting. Specifically, there may be something in between the fully live format that Clubhouse pioneered and the traditional podcasting format that Anchor.fm simplified. Yeah. You used Anchor before? I haven't used it, but I, yeah, I know about it. But it's basically like record a podcast and mm-hmm. publish it into the proper RSS ecosystem, yeah. which is fine. But yeah. then I feel like it misses something really important, which is like there's no way to participate yeah. from that. Yeah. And I don't know if we probably never talked about the thing. We, we made a thing called blip.me, like 
10 years ago, which was an audio only, like a, think of it like social voice notes. Mm -hmm. So async publish yeah. a 30 second yeah. clip and yeah. you could reply to somebody else's 30 second yeah. clip. Or it was kind of an awkward format because right. making the first 30 second thing was hard. Yeah. Like what am I gonna talk about? It's not as easy as a tweet and a sentence. Yeah. But actually making a, like a three minute conversation is easy or a 10 yeah. or a minute, whatever. So yeah, kind of yeah. make a mini podcast, yeah. but then make it so that people who listen to the podcast can consume in that app and just hit reply at any moment. Yeah. And then the creator gets the voice note. Yeah. And then the, and then they could reply to that and they could get tacked on as like the comment section just yeah. listen to at the end of the podcast. You can keep updating the podcast to get yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I had this friend that I, I worked with way back in the day. <laughs> And he had these, he was friends with David Foster Wallace from my school. And they had this thing, and this was like in the 90s, basically, right? And they had this thing where they would have male cassettes around. It was like, I guess it was a cassette. Um, and it was like, a, there was like a, I guess there was like probably like five or six of them, basically. Uh -huh. And they would, you would, you would always mail it to the same person. And then that person would always mail it to the same person. And it would basically go in this circle. So it's like a chain letter? Yeah, basically the equivalent of a chain letter. But it was like, they would, you would listen to it. Oh, it would yeah. be like person A, person B, person C, person D. And then you'd like add on basically. Oh yeah. And then like, it would get like sent around and then like literally mailed around. Yeah, yeah. Free internet basically. I love that. And it would get mailed around. And like, he said it was the funniest thing in the world <laughs> because like people would like be thoughtful, like they get it and then they'd like think about it and they'd like come up with like really funny jokes and stuff like that. And then it was like, you you get it. And like when you received it, it was like really, really funny. Right. And you'd like, and, and, but, and then obviously like when he died, he like keeps it as this kind of like memento. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It kind of serves as a way to like memorialize conversations that like never like they just exist in like the ephemeral world right thing and like yeah. fall apart yeah. and it like gives you this like you know, you know he talked about is how like he listens to them every year and uh, stuff like that and it yeah. like becomes this very kind of like emotional thing for him which i think he's like just super cool. he has the final copy he has the cassettes and then the other people who participated they get he made them copies he made them so copies. he made them copies just like as like a here's the moment yeah, yeah but it was like when it was actually happening at that moment, it was right. just like there was a single tape that went around basically. Right. And then like, I think they would, forget whether they were starting a new tape or they would like go back and like re-record over like the top of the tape. Oh, I see. Until, like yeah. the, got to the end of it. Yeah. But it's like funny you talk about that because it's like, it's kind of like that in like multi-threaded mm -hmm. real time yep. kind of thing basically. Yep. And everybody, the whole world can listen to the final. The whole world can listen to it. And the final thing just you can listen to like a podcast is listen yeah. through. And you yeah. didn't push it through to RSS, right? Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a little bit of a public private thing that, that's happening to bit right on that where it's like I feel like I would be less I would want it to be like private than can be like default public at some point yeah but left yeah. starts out default private basically yeah, yeah. where it starts out as like the equivalent of that tape going around to friends yep yeah and at some point you're like this is actually good we should like yes you know let the world yeah. see this kind of thing yep but it ends up very kind of like it starts out default private and then like evolves to like more of like a publishing platform right time. yeah I like that. Well, that's it for this episode of OHNSF. If there are people or topics you want to hear from or parties you want to invite us to, you know where to find us on Twitter, at DKSF and at Nifrigan. We'll see you.